When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. You're listening to Beyond the Image, the podcast dedicated to helping you develop beyond the image in your creative career. Here's your host, photographer, public speaker, and business coach, James Patrick. What is going on? Thank you guys so much for tuning in to our latest and greatest episode of the Beyond the Image show. Uh, Got a pretty awesome week that I'm in right now. I just got back from my honeymoon in Maui. I am now officially married. Uh, Crazy feeling. Had a great time going out to Maui. Uh, Before I left, uh, listeners of this podcast will appreciate this. Uh, Before I left, I picked myself up the the Sony A6500 and a 16 millimeter lens for that. Perfect walk around camera documented uh, my entire Maui experience from the beaches to the hikes to the waterfalls to uh, some whales that uh, we were surprised that we got to see. Uh, Pretty epic trip, but, but really glad to be back, honestly. Kind of missed missed doing my work work, Uh, not my fun work. Well, it's all fun, but my work work. I missed the podcasting. Missed you guys. Fiposium, uh, you know, we, we have our masterminds that we're gearing up for that we sold out. A um, lot of things going on at once. And uh, I was I was happy to step away to journal, to reflect, to kind of recharge the batteries. And now I'm happy to be here, to be here with you guys, to be uh, sharing this conversation with you. Appreciate you guys tuning in uh, while I uh, have my cup of coffee through this. So today's podcast uh, came up today in the sense that the idea for this podcast came up because of something that happened today. So let me ask you if you've ever had this. You wake up and you turn off your alarm, uh, which, by the way, I almost never set alarms, but I did this morning because I had had an early photo shoot, Uh, and then... you, uh, I usually go and journal. And then as soon as I finish journaling, I'll go back to my phone and I'll see what's up and I'll check my email first. Do I have anything that I need to attend to right away? Is there anything I need to be aware of? No emails. Okay, we're good. And then I just naturally instinctively move on to the next thing, which is to check my social media. And I opened up, uh, my Instagram app and nothing was loading. I'm like, Hmm, that's weird. And so I just assumed, oh, maybe my internet was wonky or whatever. So I just went out with my day, made breakfast, got ready, left, and then uh, got to my photo shoot early and went to check Instagram, see if I could throw up a post today, and it was still not loading. I'm like, huh, still not working. So it wasn't my home internet. So I do what everyone does when Instagram's not working is I went to Twitter naturally. Uh, it seems like the only time people rush to Twitter is when, when Instagram and Facebook go down. 
And sure enough, there was a trending hashtag, Facebook down, Instagram down. And uh, there were some servers that were down. And uh, it's uh, how many hours later is it? Maybe eight hours later than it was when I got up this morning and still down or patchy going not as not as quick as it should uh, in the response. And this is uh, I was reading an article. This is numerous times this has happened to Facebook this year with massive outages, with um, lots and lots and lots of people not being able to access these the websites, access the apps. Uh, and when it happened earlier this year, really early, I think it was in March. I was standing with uh, my now at the time wife, Kelly, and uh, Instagram wasn't loading and sure enough, went to Twitter and it was it, it was down. And I looked at I looked at Kelly and said, what if it never came back? What if it never came back? What would we do? Because if you're listening to this show, chances are you rely heavily on Instagram maybe on Facebook, to market your services. You're using the app to share photos. You're using the app to communicate with clients. You're using the app or the website to find work. You're using it as your online portfolio. People are using their social media channels way more than they're using their websites right now. You're updating your social media, I don't know, four to seven times a week, just with native posts and then stories on top of that, how often are you updating your website? So the reason is simple. It's because we go where people are and people are on social media. So we feel we need to be where people are. Okay. But the question is, what if it never came back? If it never came back, suppose the server did not just crash, but suppose the server was hijacked or hacked or uh, was blown up or Facebook filed for bankruptcy and had to shut down, what would you do with your marketing? What would you do with your audience? How would you connect to your audience? How would you spread your message? How would you communicate your services, your offers? How would you get in touch with anyone, right? What you need to realize going into this is, so if, if, if these platforms went down, if Instagram went down, if Facebook went down, I could still run my business fine. I could do it just fine. Now, I use these platforms heavily in my marketing, but if they went away right now, or if they just didn't, <laughs> they didn't come back, I should say. It looks like, looks like Instagram's up, but Facebook's still a little patchy. If it didn't come back, I'd be just fine. And I'll explain how I got to a point where I would be just fine. But for you, if you're in a situation you're like, oh, my God, all my contacts are on Facebook, all my work is on Facebook, uh, all my ways to communicate and reach people and share my message and share my offerings and share my work, that's all on Facebook and Instagram. I don't know what to do now. I don't know how to get a hold of anyone. I don't know how to get my work. How is anyone going to see what I'm doing? So the first thing you need to realize is that you do not own your social media following. I'm just going to say that again. You do not own your social media following. We think we do, but we don't. And that's why I feel so bad for people who spend so much time and money trying to build 
an inflated social media following. Not a real social media following, an inflated social media following. I, I saw I got a message uh, in the last day or so asking me to pay for followers. That still exists. I feel so bad for people who paid for followers. Imagine you were the person who paid for followers on MySpace. <laughs> what do you think that's worth today? Let's say you paid to get over a million friends on MySpace. What is that worth to you today? Right? I know these photographers who had several hundred thousand illegitimate followers or likes on Facebook. They had a Facebook page. Well, who looks at how big your Facebook page is now? When's the last time anyone asked, hey, how big's your Facebook page? It's been years since that's ever come up. People ask about Instagram now, but not about Facebook, right? So it doesn't, you do not own them. Whether it's one person or 100,000 people or 100,000 fake people and one real person, you don't own any of that. You own none of it. And it can go away at any point. It could change at any point, And you lose access to it. Okay. For example, why the aforementioned Facebook? Why do people not really ask how many likes your Facebook page has or how many followers your Facebook page has? Because we're not using Facebook as much for conversion strategies. Right. I mean, we're using Facebook for advertising platforms, but. The algorithm changed. So now when you post something on Facebook, let's say you had 200,000 followers to your page, less than 1% is going to see your post. Less than 1%. Right? So you don't own that. And they could change that and make it less than a tenth of a percent. They could change it at any point and say, if you want your post to be seen at all, you have to pay. At all. All right? So you do not own that. You do not own those connections. This is a platform that you are essentially renting, and you're renting by providing your information. That's how you rent these platforms. And that's why I brought up MySpace. Like, I feel really bad for people who invested everything they had into that one platform. Because where is that now? Right? So let's talk about why... You should try to diversify. I think we've addressed why you should not rely exclusively on social media. Is social media great? Absolutely. Can social media help you betcha? Can social media get your message seen by more people? Of course it can. But if that's all you're relying on, you are handicapping the amount of people you can really reach out to and really connect with. So if these platforms never came back, my team and I would do just fine because we diversified our platforms. It's like a financial portfolio. You would never want to be all in one thing. You diversify. You make it multifaceted. That way it balances itself out. When one thing is struggling, something else can thrive. When something else is thriving, it's balanced with something else that's safe. Right, You have risky and you have safe investments. Okay, You cannot rely on one. So what are the things that you could do right now as an artist that you could start doing right now so that should, A, the algorithm change, which it will, I promise you it's going to, 
on a regular basis, by the way, and you can no longer afford to be seen without paying for advertising, like you're just not getting the, the transaction off of it, and maybe you can't spend all the money because Facebook advertising, I think the price went up 400% in the last year alone. Let's say you can't afford where it goes from here. What are other things you can be doing? Well, I mean, the one easy thing, I, I know the topic of this is why you should not rely on social media, but the other thing is to be aware of other platforms that are starting to come up that might be garnering your audience. Now, you should be where your audience is. Do not jump on a platform that your audience isn't at, okay? I know people who thrive on LinkedIn. I know people who never touched it, right? Depends where your audience is. Okay, so that's the one thing is just to be aware of what else might be circling around that allows you to connect with other people and share your ideas and be an active participant in that conversation. Because, hey, whether it's social media or not, you have to be social. It has to be a two-way conversation. One of the things that we do in our own team, whether it's Fitposium, the James Patrick Photography, James Patrick Workshops, uh, the Get App Mastermind, one of the things that we rely heavily on is email marketing. Email marketing is still one of the best things you can do is to build an email list. And we should do a whole podcast on how to build an email list. Actually, let me write that down. Do podcast on how to build an email list because it is so important. The reason building an email list is so important is there's no algorithm. Either you create really great content that people open or you create content that people don't open. That's the reality of an email list. And there are entrepreneurs who, and artists who are making significant money and doing real great business by having a successful email marketing campaign. When the, and, and it's a meritocracy. The best emails get read. The worst emails don't. So you create good emails. People are going to open them. You create value and deliver great content. People want to see it. So email marketing, one of the things you can do with email marketing is tying it into like, let's perhaps it's a blog on your website. That's something where you're giving people a reason to get your content. It's free content. It's valuable content. It's content that they might even go to your website for. Okay. Taking it a step further, another variance of that would be podcasting. What am I doing right now? This is marketing essentially. I mean, I'm doing it obviously because I love to provide value, but I'm giving people a reason to tune in by providing value, okay? And they can get this podcast through their podcast app, going where people are, right? People are on their podcast app, and if I create great content, they're going to subscribe to it. If I don't, they're not. Meritocracy. There's no algorithm determining what blogs people are going to see over other blogs. People choose to subscribe to a blog or they do not, Okay. Same with like, I, I had released a book this year, Fit Business Guide, The Workout Plan for Your Brand. Well, what ranks it in searches is people giving it five-star reviews. If people give it five-star reviews, it ranks higher in searches. Okay, that's a meritocracy. Okay, it's a democracy. It's people, the best stuff wins. Okay, you could also have a phone list where you list your client's numbers. When a client works with you, you collect their information. Maybe it's a phone list where you can call them up and have a conversation with them or call them up and see how you can serve them next. Maybe it's a mailing list. Maybe you can even do Christmas cards. You know, that's something we've done before. Maybe you can do postcards to clients. That's something we've done before. We've also done high-end mailers to clients where we create high-end documents like magazines uh, and marketing pieces and collateral. We mail it out to clients with nice written letters, Okay. That is something you can do, uh, is to have that physical mailing list. What about in-person marketing? 
I fly myself around the country on a regular basis, numerous times a year, exclusively to meet with clients or potential clients. Absolutely. I go to New York at least every other year to meet with magaziners. I go to LA to meet with editors and art directors. I've gone to Colorado to meet with commercial agencies. I've met with them in Vegas. Like I will get on a plane or jump in a car and go to have an in-person meeting with someone. And all these things, if you look at email marketing, uh, having a blog on your site, podcasting, a phone list, physical mailing list, uh, in-person marketing, it all deals with conversations. It all comes back to having great conversations. So it's taking the website platform or the app necessarily out of having a social connection with your target audience and with your clients. And if you're forming those relationships, if you're having a great conversation, if you're providing value, they're going to want to keep that conversation going. And that is how you build a diversified marketing approach, a diversified marketing portfolio. My marketing is not exclusively on social media. When I look at my marketing plan for the year, it involves podcasting. It involves contributing articles to magazines. It involves doing podcast tours where I'm on other podcasts, radio interviews, TV interviews. It involves, I mentioned writing for, um, other other magazines. It involves writing for other people's blogs. It involves public speaking. It involves email marketing. It involves mailers, postcards, magazines I create. It involves me going to places to meet with people. It involves going to agency organization meetings, uh, networking mixers. It involves uh, getting involved in professional trade organizations. It involves getting involved in award ceremonies. It involves what comes down to six words, three things, six words, and I've said this before on the podcast, be seen, be heard, be read. And if you can achieve those three things, those six words, you will push forward in your marketing. So guys, thank you again so much for tuning in to a new episode of the Beyond the Image show. If you have not yet, I would so, so sincerely appreciate if you did two things for me. One, if you headed over to iTunes or the podcast app on your Apple phone and left us a five-star review and let us know how this podcast was helping you, that would mean the world to me. And then tell a friend about this show, help them move forward in their creative careers, because that's what this show is about, is how to develop beyond the image in our professional and our personal lives. Thank you guys so much, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Image. For more information on James Patrick's work and live events, please visit jamespatrick.com or jamespatrickworkshops.com. Switching to Shopify helps you sell smarter at every stage of your business. Take full control of your brand with your own custom online store. Wow, looks amazing. Find more customers with our easy-to-use marketing tools. Piece of cake. And let the best converting checkout on the planet do its thing. Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Switch to Shopify today for a $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Listen. 